Hello, folks, and thank you for tuning in from wherever you are. I'm just so glad to be able to bring God's Word to you. And it's just going to be a powerful time because I believe God has a special message for every single one of you. And if you are ready for the Word of God, let's prepare an atmosphere of faith. Let's prepare an atmosphere in our hearts, in our spirit, to um, for the Word of God to take seed and take root into our spirit so that it can bear much fruit. Amen. So why don't you raise your hands to the Lord. Raise your hands to the Lord. Wherever you are, raise your hands to the Lord and begin to receive, um, ask the Lord to, to speak to you as you receive His Word this morning. Let's pray. Father, we thank You once again that God, You are a God that is beyond any borders, any walls and any boundaries. God, we just want to thank You because we know that You are speaking to us today through Your Word. Your Word is consistent. It is true from yesterday, today and forevermore. We look forward, oh God, to what you have in store for us, oh God. We come by faith, receiving your word, opening our hearts, oh God, as you minister to us afresh this day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. And uh, we are continuing our series from the book of Daniel. And uh, yes, last week, our main pastor preached from Daniel chapter 4 and entitled it Insanity. If you've not... Uh, heard that sermon, you can still go back to our YouTube channel and listen to that sermon as well. And it was, it's very interesting on how things have transpired even from chapter 4 and now to chapter 5. I've entitled my message, Graffiti by God. That's right, Graffiti by God. Let me start off by asking you this question. Have you ever seen a tragedy coming, but you could do nothing to stop it? Have you ever seen something bad that was about to happen, but you could not do anything to stop it? I don't know about you, but I have. Many years ago, as a, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, I was about Form 1. I remember going to school in a school bus. And uh, my, so the, the bus driver, the bus picked me up for school in the afternoon. And we lived in a cul-de-sac, okay? So the school bus went around the, the corner, the bend, to drop off a preschool child. So I was seated behind that row of the bus driver on the right, and the house was also on the right. So I remember the bus conductor taking this child down, walking from the front of the bus, and dropping the child at the porch area because the gate was open. I saw the grandmother was waiting at the inside gate. Her head was out waiting for the grandson to come in. So, remember the child walking towards the gate? But as he was walking towards the gate, he turned around. But at the same time, the bus conductor got back into the bus and the bus started moving. As the bus moved just for a short distance, we felt we went over something. It went gudum. And we, I still remember that conversation. The bus driver and the conductor said, oh, did we go over the dustbin? I remember them asking, talking. But at that same time, we heard a scream from behind the house. And it was the grandmother yelling the name of the little boy. She yelled so, so loudly. I remember all of us turned to the back and looked at that, the mirror, the window from the back. And we saw the little boy lying on the road in a pool of blood. So the bus ran over the little child. We watched in horror and the bus driver and the conductor ran down. It was a horrific scene, really. 
we, we, uh, it was lots of screams and, and wailing, lots of blood everywhere. And you were just totally helpless. Helpless and not able to do anything to solve it, to, to change anything. The little boy didn't survive the accident. He was five years old. And uh, it was believed that he dropped something under the bus. So as he was walking in, he turned around and he apparently ran underneath in between the, first, the front wheel and the back wheels. And because of that, the back wheel ran over him. What a tragedy. A tragedy that I witnessed, but yet could not do anything about it. And Daniel chapter 5 gives me, reminds me of that same kind of feeling where you are reading this, there's this distress and this um, feeling of like helplessness because you're reading through history, you're reading through the account of Daniel, you're reading through the knowledge that you have, and you know that something bad is about to happen to the king and to those people who were present at that time, but you can't do anything about it. Such a helplessness, and this was the day of judgment for King Belshazzar. It is, it is something that is, you know, really um, very unthought of, because in in Daniel chapter 5, it took place 20 years after Nebuchadnezzar died. Okay, so we understand in chapter 4, we were all talking about King Nebuchadnezzar, how he reigned for 43 years, and out of that, that 43 years, seven of the years, he was spent in insanity. He was crazy, right? And so between that time, Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, there were actually several other kings which were not recorded in the book of Daniel, but secular history records it. So after Nebuchadnezzar, four other kings reigned before Belshazzar took over. Right. So now you have one, two, three, four, five, six kings. That means Daniel has been serving under six different kings under the Babylonian uh, empire Okay, when he was exiled in Babylon. Now, this chapter opens with Belshazzar throwing a huge party a party for 1,000 of his nobles, of his princes, the prince and their wives and the concubines, and they were having lots of fun. They were drinking wine, and uh, it was common those days to have lavish feasts, right? And they were drinking wine, and they were doing all sorts of nonsense during that party. And in, that, in the midst of it, suddenly Belshazzar calls out to his men to bring out bring out the goblets, bring out the cups that were taken by Nebuchadnezzar, you know, from the temple in Jerusalem many, many, many years ago. Take, it, take those things out. And they started drinking wine from those goblets and from those cups. I don't know why he even did that. Was it to show off, to say that, yeah, you know, you see, I have all these things. I have the power. It's all at my disposal to, to take these things out and to use them. So he took them all out. He got them out. The, the, and his guests, him and his guests used it and started drinking wine from it. And on top of that, they started praising the gods of silver, the gods of, the gods of gold, iron and bronze and stone and wood. They started praising those gods as they were drinking. And now, something very exciting happens because, jing, 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 you know, this was the point where something miraculous takes place. You know, the book of Daniel is full of drama. It's a very dramatic book. It's got stories upon stories of how, you know, it, it, the, the, the weird things that happen. Like how, remember, 
Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace and instead of dying, they came out well. And you know how, how Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and he survived it and how there were lots of bizarre dreams that Daniel interpreted, lots of imageries that are to come. As you continue and follow us with this series, you will begin to see lots and lots of drama developing in the book of Daniel. And so this was another dramatic moment, okay? Very dramatic moment where you are about to witness a fall of a great empire. A fall of a great empire. Babylon was a great empire. And it was going to come down overnight. So at this point, as they are drinking with the goblets from the temple of Jerusalem, something appears. Fingers appear. Fingers appear and it was at the plaster wall where the lampstand was and the wall was the, was the most brightly lit wall at that, in the room. It was near to the king and the walls and they started to write on the wall. I don't know how it got the king's attention. Perhaps it was like, a, you know, because you know, yeah, there are thousands of people in the room, right? So noisy. How in the world did he see or did he notice this hand writing on the wall? Could it be that it was like as if, you know how, you know how we had chalk and then you write on the blackboard and then that scratching sound happens and, and it, that, that sound happens and yeah, oh my goodness, the sense chills down my spine just thinking about it, right? And, uh, he, and he, he got his attention, he turns to it and looks at this handwriting and it's, it writes these four words on the wall. The king is freaked out. I can imagine, you know, him asking everybody, keep quiet, keep quiet, you know, watch, watch, look, what's happening there? And from 1,000 decibel, you know, that, that noise, the noise level, you know, in the room, it became zero. Everybody was stunned and looking at the wall. And, they, and four words appeared supernaturally on that wall. King turned pale. His knees started knocking. He was so scared. He quickly summoned all the wise men of Babylon to come in to interpret, to tell him what in the world do these four words mean. He was so scared. But all these wise men came in and could not decipher and interpret anything. They didn't understand. They didn't know how to tell. They didn't know how to explain it to King Belshazzar. It's the same thing. Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing. In chapter 2, if you read, in chapter 4, if you read it, when he had dreams, you know, he would call the wise men to come, but they could not interpret those dreams for him. So, same thing happened. And now, in, he got even more pale, he got even more scared. In walks in, because she heard the commotion, in walks in the queen. And this queen is not Belshazzar's wife, yeah? It's actually the queen mother. She was not invited to this wedding, uh, sorry, to this feast, this, this feast, this banquet. And, but she walks in and she gives wise words of wisdom. Of course, it takes a woman to give kind of wise words, right? Of wisdom. And so what happened was she comes in and she goes, don't be pale, my king. Summon for Daniel. He could see, he could interpret dreams for King Nebuchadnezzar in the past. I believe he will be able to interpret this particular, these four words for you because the spirit of the gods are with him. So this is what she advised him to do. They quickly summoned Daniel in. Quickly summoned Daniel in and King Belshazzar tells Daniel, 
You know, if you're able to interpret this, you know, I will give you this, 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 this rewards. And this is what Daniel responds to him from verse 17 onwards. Daniel chapter 5, verse 17 onwards, it says this. Daniel answered the king, keep your gifts or give them to someone else. But I will tell you what the writing means. Your majesty, the most high God gave sovereignty, majesty, glory and honour to your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. He made him so great that people of all races and nations and languages trembled before him in fear. He killed those he wanted to kill and, spread, and spared those he wanted to spare. He honoured those he wanted to honour and disgraced those he wanted to disgrace. But when his heart and mind were puffed up with arrogance, he was brought down from his royal throne and stripped off his glory. He was driven from human society. He was given the mind of a wild animal and he lived among the wild donkeys. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with dew of heaven until he learned that the Most High God rules over kingdoms of the world and appoints anyone he desires to rule over them. You are his successor, O Belshazzar. And you knew all this, yet you have not humbled yourself. For you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and you have had these cups from his temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising God's praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood and stone. Gods that neither see nor hear nor know anything at all. But you have not honoured the God who gives you breath of life and controls your destiny. So God has sent his hand to write this message. This is the message that was written. Mene, Mene, Tekel and Parsin. And this is what the words mean. Many means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed, and you have been weighed in the balances and you have not measured up. Parsin means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. After Daniel delivered all that, interpreted all that, the king gave him his reward. And later that night, Every single word that was said by Daniel came to pass. King Belshazzar was killed and his kingdom was taken over by the Medes and King Darius took over the entire reign and rule of Babylon. Wow. What a dramatic end to the Babylonian Empire. What a dramatic end to such a powerful nation, powerful kingdom that was so influential and so, you know, so strong in so many ways. And overnight, it was overturned as the Lord said it would. What does this have to do with us and how does it speak to us today? Firstly, let's look at this. Walls and warriors. Walls and warriors. Why did all these things happen to Belshazzar? Why do you think all these things happened to Belshazzar? The main issue that we are continuing to deal with is the area of pride and indifference. His pride brought him to where he was that day. 
You see that he had a huge feast and there was, again, I said, nothing wrong with having huge feasts. In fact, secular history says there was one particular king during that time who held a feast that, that and invited guests of 60 over 1,000 people. So this is 1,000 guests. It's just a small party, actually, you know. It's a small party that he had. 1,000 people coming together. It, it's, it's, it's a great party, great feast going on. And it's a very normal thing. But the only problem was this. Do you know, do you know that at that time of that party, at that time of that feast, Babylon was actually under attack. They were actually being surrounded by the Medo-Persian army. All around their walls, they were actually being surrounded. And secular that historians actually say this, that they, they, they believe that the, the Medo-Persian army had been surrounding them and trying to attack them for the last two months, and some say for the last Four months they've been trying to, to penetrate and get into, the, get through the walls and bridge Babylon. So the, can you imagine you are throwing a party in the midst of you being attacked? But why, why do you think Belshazzar was so steady and so unperturbed by this attack? Because you know why? Babylon was such a secure, was a formidable, was a formidable kingdom. This city was so fortified that no one could enter it. He thought no one could ever penetrate through these walls. Can you imagine their walls were stated that it was 87 feet thick. That's about 27 meters. The walls were 27 meters thick and it was 350 feet high. And on top of that, there were towers upon towers that were 100, 100 feet high that they could see and know what was going on. There were about 150 bronze gates that were protecting the, the, the exits and the entrances of this entire city. So it is virtually impossible to dig through such a thick wall and get through this particular um, city. And on top of that, now wait, I'm not finished yet. Around the walls, there was actually a river, that was a, 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 a river or water, you know, that was running, and the width of that water surrounding the walls were 30 feet wide. It's absolutely impossible for anyone to get through this. And it's also said this that Babylon had enough provision to last them 20 years within the city. So they had everything. They had protection, they had provision, they had, you know, there was nothing that could mess up a party. Nothing that could mess up a feast, nothing that could frighten a king. He was in a very secure position. That's what he thought. Now, throughout this whole time, in this whole season, I've seen two extremes of things going on. There are some people who are doing very well in the midst of the challenges and the pandemic and all this, you know, the, the ups and downs of, of the economic situation. Some of us, some of you are going through job changes and, and has offered two or three offers waiting for you. Wow, that's amazing to hear such testimonies and to hear such uh, uh, amazing things that the doors that are opening even for you. And you're unperturbed and undisturbed and not affected, not generally not affected even throughout this time. Everything is secure. And then there is also another group where you are facing a lot of challenges at this point of time. 
It's so challenging. It is so trying. You know, the, 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 you're uncertain of the days to come. You're trying so hard to make ends meet. And tension is building at home. Tension is building in all that you are going through. And that's also a very real thing that people are facing. And here it is. I want to pray that you will allow the words of Daniel to encourage you. When Daniel spoke to Belshazzar, he kept on pointing Belshazzar back to the Most High God. Your security, my security, cannot be in walls, cannot be in warriors, cannot be in wealth, cannot be in all these things that seem to be, be the stabilizers in our lives. Those things are in the natural. But your security and my security has to be found in the Most High God. And that was what Daniel was trying to tell Belshazzar. The Most High God did this for Nebuchadnezzar. How do you think Nebuchadnezzar was so famous and did so well and was such, made such a big impact? You know, whoever he chose to spare, he spared. Whoever who chose who, to, to, to give life, he gave life. You know, and all those things. It was because the favor of the Lord was upon Nebuchadnezzar. It was nothing else, not because of Nebuchadnezzar was great on his own. It was because he recognized God as the most high God in his life. And as a result of that, he was great in the eyes of men and God gave him the favor. Our security must be found in our most high God. The walls may crumble one day. It may seem to be very good and very well at this point of time, but if those things start shaking in your life, will you still be able to stand strong, to know that it is your God that really supply all your needs? Pride crept in into Belshazzar, thinking that nothing will harm him, nothing will affect him. But truth and reality is overnight, everything fell. We must remember, at the point of our height, of every success, of everything that you go through, learn to come back to Him. Learn to be humble before His presence. Learn to know that if it's not for God, there's no way. There's no way and that you are, you are able to stand this way that you are standing, that you are provided in the way that you are provided. It's only because the goodness and the favour of God in your life. And at the same time, if you're going through a rough patch at this season of your life, your security must still be anchored in the Lord your God. He is the one that will help you through. Yes, just like the three Hebrew boys as they are thrown into the fire, some of you feel like you're walking through the fire. Everything around you is being burnt up. Everything that you found your security in is being burnt up and they're all in ashes. And you're wondering how in the world are you going to get through this? I want to say this to you. God is in the furnace with you. He is in the furnace with you. He is walking with you through this situation and He will not fail you. Your security is not in the walls, is not in the warriors, is not in the wealth. It is in the Lord your God, the Most High God. Psalms 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? We will remember the name of the Lord because we are not just putting our trust in the things that we've accumulated and that becomes our security. We are putting our trust and pointing 
our focus back to Him and Him alone. We must come to a point, there must be a place in our lives that we go to when, when you are successful, to come to a place that you will humble yourself to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for everything that you have blessed me with. You know what pride does? Pride takes away the credit from what God has done in your life. Pride takes away the credit from what God has done in your life. And if you are going through those moments where your faith is being tested, I want you to know this, that He is still your anchor, that the supernatural can still happen in your life. That the supernatural that happened in the days of Daniel, so many supernatural things, when people are thrown into fire, they are supposed to burn, they're supposed to come out as ash, but they came out unscathed. And I pray that you will come out of this season unscathed, recognizing the hand of God that is upon your life, upon your situation, upon your family, that will see you through this extremely tough season. Don't forget that. Your security is in the Most High God. Amen. Secondly, I want us to understand this is the word weighed and wanting. Weighed and wanting. One of the words that were written on the wall, okay, the graffiti that God did on the wall was tekel. And in Aramaic, it has the meaning to say that Belshazzar, you have been weighed, you have been put on a scale, you have been weighed, and you have been found that you didn't measure up. You've been found wanting. And then several, several days ago, I celebrated my birthday and I was preparing this sermon. <laughs> and uh, as I was going through this sermon, this word started playing you know, and reflecting in my head. You know, if God were to weigh me today, if God were to measure me today against His purposes for my life, against His righteousness, where would I stand? Would I be found wanting? And that thought humbled me tremendously. It humbled me to know that there is still so much more I need to do to live for His glory and to honour Him and to live up to His word for my life. Weighed and wanting. And the way God weighs us is not the way that the world sees success. You know, in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of everybody, King Belshazzar, the king of Babylon, was a successful man. He lived in a fortified city that was so powerful and, and in, you know, there's no way, it's impregnable. You cannot even get through it. There's no way anyone can get through it. And, you know, you have, you have wealth. You have uh, wine, you have warriors, you have walls, you have all these things, you know, that are protecting you. You have protection and you have provision that it's, it's at your disposal. Nothing, and that's success to the world even today. People look at those people who have reached, you know, like, wow, look at them. They live in such a nice house. They live in, in uh, you know, they've got everything go going for them. And we call that success many times. But you know what? When God doesn't weigh us that way, He doesn't measure success that way. In fact, to the horror of horrors, what Belshazzar or the people around him thought was success or thought was an achievement, to the horror of horrors, he, when he was weighed, the Bible here tells us, the word says, he was found one thing. He did not measure up. He did not meet, meet the mark. Wow. 
He did not meet the ma. That's something that is very scary. Some of us may think that we have many more years ahead of us to get it right with God, to get it right, you know, in our lives. So meanwhile, let's just live life and let loose. Live life and let loose, you know, and then when, it, when we are a bit older, you know, then we can sort it out, then we can get it right with God, we can live fully for Him, then our days are numbered. Many, many tekel prasin. And that was the word, many, many means our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. You don't know when our time is up. Just like Belshazzar did not think that his time would come so soon. He was a man in his 30s. A young man in his 30s, you would think that you are at the prime of your, your life, prime of your leadership, prime of, um, of doing it all. And yet, overnight, in a blink of an eye, his, the entire kingdom, the entire empire of Babylon came crumbling down in the hands of the Medo-Persian army. Who would have thought King Belshazzar was killed that night? In a world where there's so many uncertainties, we really don't know. Our hands, our lives are in the hands of God. Our days are numbered. And it is such a reminder for us to live our lives every day to our best, honouring Him and doing our best to get it right with God, not tomorrow, but today. Not tomorrow, not putting it on hold and say that, you know, let me do this first, let me take care of my life, let me do it my way first, and I will sort it out with God another time. There's no time to waste because we will never know what's going to happen the next day. So I am in the K-drama game a bit late, okay? And, uh, okay, I, so I recently finished one particular series. Okay, I'm going to tell you, but don't laugh, okay? Don't laugh. Okay, so I just, I just, yeah, I just finished the show Legend of the Blue Sea. Just me, just, okay? I know you all are laughing because you're thinking, oh my goodness, it's a 2017 show and it is my very first Lee Min Ho K-drama, okay? Very first. Never seen him act before ever in my life, okay? I saw it was like, oh, so this is Lee Min Ho, okay? This is acting, okay? Yeah, anyway, what I'm trying to say is this. One of the episodes, the last few episodes, right, there was one particular scene when the father was trying to call the son. He was actually dying, okay? So he was trying to call the son, trying to reconcile with his biological son who was Lee Min Ho, okay? He was trying to, to reconcile with him and to, to get it right. But he couldn't get through the, the phone, so he left a voice message. And what, there was one line in his message that caught my attention. He said this, I don't know why I took so long to admit that I was wrong and that I really miss and love you and your mother. And with that, of course, because it's a K-drama, right? So with that, he had an acute heart failure and he died, okay? So, so that was what happened in the show. But what caught my attention was this, you know, he said this, I don't know why I took so long to admit that I was wrong. Our days are numbered, friends. We really don't know when we will breathe our last. And this is not trying to be morbid. This is a reality of life. God has given us an X amount of days. We live each day as if it was the final day. We live each day to our best. We're getting it right with God 
getting it, knowing what He wants us to do and doing it to the best of our abilities. Because when we are weighed and wanted, what will He see in our lives? Will we fall that short? Will we not measure up? I pray not. I pray that we will seize every opportunity. One life, one opportunity, one chance to do our best for Him. And I pray that you will do your best for Him in every area of your life. And finally, not just putting our faith and our security in the walls and warriors, recognizing that God weighs and I pray that He will not find us wanting. Finally, it's this watch and wait. Watch and wait. Now, Daniel chapter 5 reminds us of the awesome reality of the coming day of judgment. That when God comes, when the Lord will come and He will judge men, He will judge nations, for, you know, as, they, as He has revealed to them and they have rejected His revelation and they did not give glory to Him in any way. It reminds us of the swiftness of God's judgment. When it happens, it happens. Just like in Belshazzar, it happened, you know, just overnight and there, there was a whole entire strong empire came crumbling down overnight. This chapter testifies that God's hand is always in the history of mankind. And this is something that you and I need to keep in our heads, in the top of our heads all the time, that God is right there. He's present in the history of mankind. He has not left us to, to run this place on our own, but He is right here present making history. History is the outworking of God's purpose through man, through nations. So whether they believe it or not, whether they believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, God is working through them to create, to have His work to be done and, and to have His purposes to be accomplished according to his time. I wonder how Daniel felt because when Daniel was summoned to come in to the scene to interpret those writings on the wall, I want you to understand this. Daniel would have read the prophecies of Isaiah, the prophecies in Jeremiah about the fall. And it's amazing how Isaiah and Jeremiah actually prophesied about Babylon, about Babylon's fall and how, or rather the rise and fall of Babylon and how it would fall into the hand of the Medo-Persian army. This was all prophesied and all, you know, it was all that was already spoken before. So when Daniel walks into the scene, it is almost like, oh wow, it's actually happening now. After so many years of me reading this and, and, and knowing that it's going to come, this impending fate of Babylon is actually happening now. I wonder how he felt at that point of time. I don't know what, what you have gone through, what promises God has given to you, what promises God has, has laid in your heart, what assurance that has been many, many years ago and you don't see it happening anywhere along the way at all. You don't see any traces of God working. Let me tell you this, God is working. Just like how He was working in Babylon, He was work, he's, He is working in your life and my life. He is still sovereign and He is still in control 
of the situations and situation. And Daniel is not a young man now, okay? From chapter 1, where he was taken into captivity, into Babylon, he was a, a young man, a teenager at that time. And now 70 years has, has last, lapsed from chapter 1 to chapter 5. He's in his 80s now. For a man to wait many, many years to hear, to see the deliverance of the Lord and the word of God come to pass, it is not an easy thing. His name was changed. He was brought in, taken from his family. His name was changed. He had to adapt to a new culture, a new language. But Daniel was faithful through it all. He was faithful to his God. His, they tried to change his name so that he will be assimilated into the Babylonian culture and the Babylonian race. But he did not change his identity. The things around us may force us to compromise and be like what is going on outside. But I want to say this to you, as Daniel stood firm, do you know that when the queen referred to him in Daniel chapter 5, she referred to him as Daniel. She didn't call him by the name that was given by, by Nebuchadnezzar to him, which was Belteshazzar, but she referred to him as Daniel. You remain faithful. He became faithful through the leadership of, member six different kings. The kings came, the kings left. He remained faithful to God. He remained faithful to serve the king that he was put under. He remained faithful. He did not, he did what he was, excuse me, he was supposed to do. He was always, and he always, always pointed the kings to the most high God. He always pointed them back to the Most High God unapologetically. I believe God is calling you and is calling me, is calling the Church of Jesus Christ to arise as Daniel in this season and in this time. Where there are so many things that are going on, there are so many unrest, there are so many, there's so many things that seems to be injustice. Leadership, leaders that we are like, why, why, why did God allow them to become the leaders of this nation? Why did God allow them to become leaders of this particular department? Or whatever it is, God is still sovereign and He's still on the throne. He's still sovereign and He's still on the throne. We need to keep a life that is faithful and a life that is filled with integrity, just like how Daniel was. He, was, he would live a life that was filled with integrity, continued to kept on just honouring the Lord in His ways unapologetically. He's calling us to carry out our duties the best in the best of our abilities, even in a seemingly unjust system. He's calling us to be respectful, to do what we are called to do, even towards those who disrespect us. He's calling the church to arise as Daniel's, to see that he is still in power, he is still on the throne. As you watch, as you wait, as you pray, God is doing something. The promises that he has given, it can be many, many years given to this nation, given to you as a personal prophecy, as a personal assurance, God can bring it to pass. And God will bring it to pass according to his time, according to his ways, according to his purposes. He is working out His purpose and He can bring down anyone. Can I say this? He can bring down anyone and any kingdom. Anytime He chooses to. 
any time he chooses to. God is still very much involved in the affairs of our nation, in the affairs of the nations of the world. He's working through all that. In the midst of it all, he calls us to keep doing our best and to point people back to the most high God. He's calling the church to arise, to do whatever it takes to point people back to the most high God, not afraid of what is to come and not afraid of his truth. We will stand up for what God has called us to do. Amen and amen. He's still sovereign. He's still in control. And today, I believe God has spoken so clearly to each and every one of us. And I would like to pray for you, even in this time. Two groups of people that would specifically like to address. So Lord, as I was preparing this, the Lord just prompted in my heart that some of you, your walls are cracking and they are crumbling. And you are affected and shaken and you, you don't really know how to carry on. It, feels, it really feels like as if you're walking through the fiery furnace right now. And it's hard. It's tough times. But I want to pray that God will direct you even this time. And the most high God is still with you. That your security is still found in Him. Don't be afraid or don't lose heart. Don't think for one moment that He has left you or He has forsaken you because He has not. He is working things out even as I speak today. And if that's you, I want you to respond to His word this morning. For those of you, you are in a, a place where you are actually making a decision. And you need to take some action. And sometimes it's hard in this season to be able to stand firm with integrity and make those decisions with integrity. Because you want to do what is right as well, but at the same time, it may cost you your livelihood. And the Lord says He wants to give you wisdom and boldness to do what is right before His eyes. He is still in control of your life, of your situations. Today, we want to pray with you as well. I want to encourage you to respond to God's Word. To respond to God's Word in a very tangible way. If we were in an auditorium, I would give an altar call for you to come out so that we can pray with you. But today, because we are in this situation where we are online, I want you to respond online. There will be a phone number that will come out in our prayer phone line. You can call that number and pastors and leaders will be there to minister to you. Or you could also log in to our prayer Zoom room. The link is also coming up at the YouTube chat. And you can log in. The pastors and leaders are also there wanting to pray along with you. 
don't delay further. Not tomorrow. The Word of God says not tomorrow. Let's get it right today. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to the Word of God today. As He's released, as the Word of God is released, just allow the Word of the Lord to speak to you and minister to you afresh. Amen. I want to pray for all of us and those of you who need specific prayer, whether it's for healing or whether it's any of those things that I mentioned, I want you to log in either to the phone line or to the Zoom prayer room and we will pray for you. And let's just pray to the Lord. Look to the Lord this morning, knowing that He is still sovereign. Not, we don't put our trust in walls and warriors that know that God is watching our lives. He's weighing and we pray that we will not be found wanting and through every season of your life, no matter how difficult it gets, know that God is still sovereign. Watch and wait and pray. He will come through for you. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word that is so powerful and real. We know that you have spoken today. Lord, let this serve as a reminder. Let us not think that it's just a, another historical story of the past but God you are still doing that same work today you are consistent you are the same God yesterday today and forevermore and I pray in the name of Jesus that God you will speak to your people afresh cause them to arise in in their hope in you help them father not look to the left not to, to the right but God to turn to you in our moments of our success we give you glory God we know it is only because of you because apart from you we are nothing in the moments where we are down, help us to remember that our security and our anchor is still in you. You still hold us and you will still see us through. Help us, oh God, to go through life, living a life that honours you and doing our best of our ability. No matter who you have placed above us, no matter who the government is, help us to live our best. With in honour of you and your word, living it out so that we can bring glory to your name and point people back to the Most High God. We thank you, Father, once again for your presence here. Lord, speak to our hearts. Minister to your people today. Let there be such a tangible presence of the Lord that falls right in their, in their rooms right now in the name of Jesus. Refresh and renew each and every one of us as we start off another week knowing that if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? We thank you, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Log on to our prayer, call us on our prayer line or log on to the Zoom so that we can pray along for you personally. God bless you.